Welcome to Living at the Speed of Light, the Bipolar Podcast. This is episode six. I'm Katie, I live in Reading in the UK with my lovely partner Jimmy and my very bitey, loud cat, Tilly. I have bipolar type one and I was diagnosed in 2012. So I've got quite a few years of experience now. So if you've been listening, you know that um, I've started a podcast because I've written a book called Living at the Speed of Light, Navigating Bipolar Disorder from Depression to Mania and Everything in Between. So it explores my own journey and experiences of living with bipolar. But also, I thought at the time, there was tons of memoirs out there. What I couldn't find was a no-nonsense guide to bipolar disorder from someone like me with actual real lived experience. So I wrote one and it's out now and yeah I've started a podcast to go along with it to give you an idea of what's going to be in the book and what to expect Um, so I'm looking at different themes that I cover so there you go so today uh, it's the one I've been putting off because it's the most difficult one for me to talk about which is depression I'm going to try and keep it as light as I can. I don't want it to get too dreary for myself as much as anything else. I found when I was writing the book, when I had, I wrote a whole chapter just about depression and it was really hard work. It was a struggle to get through and I had to sort of have regular breaks because yeah, it was, it was tough as you can imagine to um, talk about it, to write about it. I'm going to give it a go today and and talk about depression. Obviously in the book, it's not just about how bad it is. It's about learning warning signs are. It's learning how to spot what's about to happen. It's about learning to cope when when you are depressed and how to get help. And ways that you can support yourself so you know what your triggers are for having a depressive episode and and work hard when you know that's going to happen or to stop encountering those triggers completely. So I think for those of us that live with bipolar, it's, it's really difficult for some people to get what depression is, especially like bipolar depression, which can be unbelievably intense. It is for me anyway. I know everyone has their own experience. But for me, it's like, ooh, intense. So when you have people in your life that say things like, I'm a bit sad, I'm fed up, I'm in a mood, I can't be bothered, I feel really sorry for myself at the moment. And then you go, oh, I know where this is going. I know what they're going to say next. They're going to go, I'm so depressed. And if you're anything like me, you're sort of rolling your eyes thinking, no, you're not. <laughs> you're a bit fed up with life. That is not what depression is. There's a massive difference between feeling fed up and being clinically, severely depressed. It's damaging to people to say you're depressed, whether you're making it into a joke or just through a lack of understanding. I mean, I'm not one of those people that I can't make fun of myself. I'm very self-deprecating part of my personality so I will make jokes about bipolar because I'm like it's 
my illness so I can make fun of it and I know what I find acceptable to myself. But when it's other people that have, who are saying things out of ignorance and making jokes because they're ignorant about things, that's when I will go, no, that's not okay. So I'd say for most of us, the number one symptom of depression really, or one of the first things you notice is tiredness. And I mean the kind of tiredness that is always hanging over you, no matter how much sleep you've had the night before. All you want to do is constantly curl up in bed and sleep. And you might suffer from insomnia as well on top of this. So you have that combo of being really, really tired and not being able to sleep and being like wide awake when you try and sleep at night. And it can get quite extreme and make you feel quite hopeless because you can't see a way out. You're like, how am I ever going to get sleep again? (laughs) Because we feel hopeless and no longer care during depression, we also have trouble making decisions and we'll have concentration problems and be forgetful. I know for me, um, forgetting things is and concentration problems is a huge problem. I will just, I'll spend like half an hour looking for my phone or looking for my keys or I will just sit and stare at my computer and go, what the hell was I supposed to do today? What was I going to do? What was that email I was going to reply to? I don't know, I can't remember. I have these conversations with people where it'll be like my partner, he'll be talking to me and I will see him talking to me, I'll see his mouth moving and he's gesturing and where I can hear the words but I can't process what he's saying and I'm just like what? Also depression means zero motivation for weeks or months on end. It doesn't mean you couldn't be bothered to get up on Monday morning. It's not just having an off day. Every ounce of motivation you once had disappears and you'll hardly be able to get out of bed, cook a meal or look after your home. Going to work just feels you a dread and feels like an insurmountable task. Depression can leave you feeling constantly hungry or the complete opposite. You just have a total lack of interest in food. It can leave you with physical issues like digestive problems that you've never suffered with before. Everything in life will feel like an effort, even things you usually enjoy. I don't mean not being able to find anything good to watch on Netflix, because we all do that, but that all your passions and your hobbies leave you feeling just numb inside. You just think about something that you love and you go, I don't want to do that. I don't feel like it. You'll find yourself losing your temper over the most trivial of things. People will find it hard to be around you and you'll feel guilty as to how short-tempered you've become. I've personally, I've snapped at people and I react differently to situations to how I usually do. I think a big one as well is often a big sign that someone isn't very well and it's just a good one for people that have people in their life that have bipolar or any um, mental illness where depression is involved is um, to look out when someone just starts isolating themselves from your family and friends. Obviously in today's climate it's quite difficult to, to notice that because 
we can't invite people out as much as we used to or it's more difficult or people are anxious about going out or they haven't had their vaccine yet and that kind of thing but that's where it's important to if you know someone that's vulnerable you know someone that struggles with mental health and to reach out and phone them and message them as much as you can and do facetimes all those kind of things because you know they're more at risk of isolating themselves and right now it can be much more difficult to to realize when someone actually is isolating themselves so yeah that um it will make someone feel like sick with worry have that kind of horrible feeling in the pit of their stomach about going out and socializing and they'll avoid messages and phone calls or they'll just make excuses not to go out but it'll be constant and often I think people struggle with that because they just think someone's being awkward or what's you know what's wrong with them why won't they come out and I I'm guilty of that as well I've been through depression many times and I still when someone goes oh no I'm not feeling very well and they keep saying it and not wanting to go out I think to I jump to thinking what have I done wrong why do they not like me anymore do they not like us have we you know or are they just being a bitch you know what's going on but usually it's because they're not feeling very well mentally and and it's because they're anxious or very depressed and I think sometimes we need to empathize a bit more and I'm guilty of it of not showing enough empathy and putting my my feet in another person's shoes and how they might be feeling so and that's someone that has written a whole book about bipolar disorder so yeah it's important that we we stay aware of how people might be struggling and how we perceive certain situations so yeah like being a bit sad is so different to depression you know depression is decreased energy it's irregular sleep it's insomnia it's feelings of hopelessness and pessimism feelings of worthlessness guilt helplessness thoughts of death and suicide restlessness difficulty making decisions and tearfulness just being crying for no reason all the time persistent sad anxious or an empty mood and just feeling numb and i think as well it's um it's not feeling sorry for yourself often people go oh they're so they're always feeling sorry for themselves it's not it's not that it's feeling utterly hopeless and helpless it's feeling so desperate you may think about ending your own life and that's not feeling sorry for yourself that's not wallowing in self-pity that's they are ill so a while back i wrote a list of all the things i feel about depression and it really helped me kind of put into context how intense it is and how overwhelming it is um for your mind and body so i'm just gonna like go through that because it was something that really helped me and i kind of um i recommend other people doing this just listing making a list as many as you can points of what depression is to you how it affects you because we're all different and we all process it 
differently and we all analyze what we're going through in a different way and we use different words and different some of us are more emotive than others so yeah so i've said um depression is not glamorous it's not fashionable depression can happen when you're at your most happiest and content it's chaotic it's full of frustration it's confusing and bewildering depression is complicated and different for everyone depression is illogical it's devastating and it's invasive depression does not discriminate and it's very cruel depression can creep up on me without me realizing depression is sometimes an obsession with my own self-hate it makes me fixate on the worst aspects of myself tells me i'm worthless it tells me i'm pathetic it tells me to give up it says everyone hates me and that i'm a freak and everyone will leave me it makes me feel disgusted with myself depression is like a little gremlin on my shoulder that makes wild accusations about me and convinces me they're all true it distorts my thought processes it cripples my ego and destroys my self-esteem it makes me feel guilty about everything and makes me feel like a burden and because of that i will countless times i will ask myself why me why can't i cope why do i find everything so difficult depression makes me extremely vulnerable it leads to obsessions and addictions it makes me shut down depression pushes me until i reach breaking point the smallest event can sometimes be the catalyst for a depressive episode because with bipolar it can just be bubbling away depression makes me feel like i've let everyone down and i'll feel embarrassed and ashamed the more people want to help me the deeper that shame becomes sometimes a depressive episode lasts so long i'll get used to it it will be feel like a part of me depression makes me paranoid it makes me think everyone is laughing at me and mocking me and it makes me close off from the world i will ignore messages because i just can't respond and i have no idea how to respond there's no- nothing in my head someone will talk to me and i'll have heard nothing of what they've said when my phone rings or when i get a notification on my phone it will just fill me with dread and some friends will get angry or once i'm back to normal they'll ignore me because i couldn't answer their messages i don't i won't care about other people and what they're doing with their lives i'll feel like there's a wall between everyone else's reality and my own my sex drive will be non-existent and that lack of libido will put a strain on my relationship i'll wonder how i could ever possibly have felt happy eating becomes a comfort or eating will be difficult because i'll feel like i don't deserve food depression will trigger other disorders i've had in the past it feels impossible to explain how i'm feeling i'll feel blank and numb inside or i'll feel so overwhelmed with emotion i'll feel paralyzed feeling nothing will feel unbearable and feeling too much will feel unbearable 
I will sometimes walk into her room and stare blankly for half an hour. My body will ache from being so tense all the time. My teeth will ache from clenching my jaw. I'll even sound different to how I normally speak. I won't look after my hygiene and I won't have the energy to wash myself or wash my hair or brush my teeth. Clothes will go unwashed for weeks. I'll be irritable when snapped by the people around me. Everything and everyone will annoy and irritate me. I'll have suicidal thoughts, and sometimes it will be almost daily. The negative thoughts never seem to go away. You can never quiet your mind. The simplest tasks can feel overwhelming. Activities and hobbies that I loved will simply not interest me. My senses will feel dumbed down, and I won't be able to concentrate. I'll have to read the same page of a book dozens of times. I'll have to watch the same programme over and over again because I've taken nothing of it in. I just won't be able to think clearly. My head will throb from tiredness. My limbs will ache from sitting in bed for too long. My hips and back will be in pain from sleeping or lying in bed for too long. Sometimes I won't ask for help because I'll feel unworthy. I'll feel like I need to be punished and depression is my punishment. The whole world will seem overwhelming. And yeah, depression can be difficult for outsiders to understand. Good things can happen when you're depressed and you can have good days when you're depressed. Depression does not turn you to stone. You can still laugh and smile on occasion. You don't have to sit in a corner in the dark constantly when you're depressed. It doesn't work like that, especially with bipolar. So that's a bit heavy, but yeah, that kind of helped me see how overwhelming it is and I found like it was a good thing to share online and and share with family because I was like look I can't always articulate how I'm feeling and sometimes even after uh, depression is gone you can't relate to it you can't relate to that person that you were when you were depressed so I sat for eight like so for so long writing all this down and really sort of getting into the zone of what it was like to be depressed and it was you know it was hard work but it made me go okay yeah this is intense and I do need support and I am worthy of support when I'm ill because look at all this stuff I have to deal with and yeah sharing it with um family and my partner was sort of um eye-opening for them as well because they didn't realize just how much goes on in your head and and in your body. So I want to look at the signs that you might be coming depressed because that's, I think that's the most important thing is is recognising when it's on the horizon and maybe you can stop in its tracks or if you can't do that, preparing for it and preparing your loved ones for it as well so you have that support in place and going to see your doctor and going, I have bipolar and this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm worried I'm going to get severely depressed. Can we do something now? Like saying to your doctor, I don't want to be reactive to depression. I want to be proactive and do something now before it gets too bad. Because sometimes depression can be sneaky and creep up on you when you least expect it. I find sometimes the warning signs can happen either all at once really quickly 
or sort of more slowly, like it's sort of stalking me. And I think the latter is easier to deal with because you can see these little signs popping up one after the other and going, oh, something is happening here. This isn't good. So this list that I'm going to put out now is not exhaustive. Warning signs can differ from person to person. So I would suggest sitting down with someone and writing your signs, your depression signs out. Not thinking about how I am when I'm very ill, thinking, how did it start? What were the the first things that made me think something wasn't right? Because if we think about it, we, it doesn't just bang, appear. We don't just wake up one morning really severely depressed. It's a process. So number one, feeling tired all the time. So I'll feel exhausted and sleep will no longer feel refreshing. I can sleep during the day, something I hardly ever do when I'm stable, and I'll constantly feel tired and all I want to do is go to bed. Irritability. The smallest annoyance will have me losing my temper. Someone eating too loudly, people are walking slowly in the street, not being able to find my hairbrush. They're all examples that will leave me seething and just ready to snap. Lack of concentration. I love to write, read and play video games, but when I'm near depression, I can't concentrate. The world feels fuzzy with blurred edges and I can't... And I find my mind wandering often to darker thoughts or just simply zoning out. An increase or decrease in appetite. So your appetite will just change completely. You'll either want to eat all the time and find food very comforting or you just have no appetite or you'll feel nauseous and not wanting to eat. Low self-esteem. I'll start thinking less of myself. Look at my body and think I'm disgusting. You know, you might go to work and think everything's awful. You want to rip everything up and start over. You can't make decisions at work. Everything feels sort of really intense and it starts to feel overwhelming when like a week before everything was okay. Socialising less. So I enjoy going out and socialising, I love it. So it's blatantly obvious that something is wrong when I turn down an invitation or don't turn up. It's that feeling of having a knot in the pit of your stomach at the idea of seeing your friends. Like people that you get on with really well, people that you are like confide in, that you tell everything to, suddenly you're not comfortable going to see them or you see them ringing your phone or you see them FaceTiming you and you're like, I can't deal with that. That's a big warning sign. Having no motivation, your drive and your positivity go out the window and all you want to do is just curl up on the sofa and watch TV and that's it. And it's not just an off day, it's when you just have no motivation for for weeks and you can't bring yourself to do anything and it's not just feeling tired because you've had a busy day at work or whatever it's just you can't be asked to do anything so yeah as well as that it's no longer enjoying your favorite activities so hobbies that you really enjoyed you're really passionate about and made you happy they just don't anymore you can't see the fun in anything that you do or anything that you used to, used to find the, the joy in and the fun in. I think another really important point to make is often, for me anyway, um, when I've been manic, 
I have what I call like a, a, a come down or a mania hangover where I just feel unbelievably shit. And sometimes I can go straight from mania straight down to depression or like within a few days. So I need, really need to pay attention to myself when I've been manic or been hypermanic and I'm coming down from that and I'm starting to feel normal everything's coming back to me what I did and I'm embarrassed by things that I did when I was manic and you get that feeling of exhaustion because you've just been on the go for weeks and hardly slept and hardly eaten and been running around doing everything you possibly can all the time you have that feeling of absolute like exhaustion and for me that can then trigger a depressive episode because it's just that intensity has disappeared and um yeah so for me mania is like if i'm manic i'm probably going to be depressed within a couple of weeks at the latest so i really need to like be aware of that and linking to that um i don't always realize when i'm becoming depressed much better at it now but before I was diagnosed and early on when my medications were all over the place I definitely relied on my partner and my close family and my friends to keep an eye out for all those warning signs I just mentioned. Like I said I'm much better than I used to be at spotting a change in my mood toward the low side but I'm not perfect and yeah I still occasionally miss something that's glaringly obvious like why am I so tired all the time like last year about August September time I got very depressed and I completely missed it I just didn't see it coming and it just like smashed me in the front just smashed me in the face didn't see it coming and I was like what the fuck how did I not see this because i talk about this and write about this for a living how did I completely miss it and I think sometimes we 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 get in denial especially if you've had bipolar for a long time and you think yeah I'm on top of it everything's fine I'm doing well I'm in a good place and then it just hits you you go no no that couldn't possibly happen to me I'm better than I used to be and that's how where I found myself and it just started with us just being absolutely knackered all the time. I was just sitting on the sofa watching Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> because I'm a nerd and that's my coping show. That's my comfort show that I watch. Like watching Worf try and um, fire photon torpedoes and being told no all the time. It just, it just like fuels my soul. It's lovely. Oh God, I'm such a nerd. Yeah, I was just doing that all the time, watching telly, knackered all the time, didn't want to do anything else, didn't want to work. Uh, My book was about to come out on pre-order and I was just like, had no motivation to do anything with it. And I should have been excited. I should have been really excited about it and pumped up and ready to go. And I wasn't. And I didn't make the connection, the glaringly obvious connection that I was becoming depressed. So yeah, even when you've had it for a long time, it can just smack you in the face. 
But yeah, knowing my signs uh, for depression has made me feel much more in control of bipolar. Like I said, I can act or make a change before the depression becomes severe and I find myself in a crisis, which is the last place I want to be. There isn't always an answer, but knowing I'm going to be ill means I can prepare for it. I let, you know, the people close to me know how I'm feeling and I'll talk to my GP or my psychiatrist. Usually my psychiatrist when I'm under their care. And I think as well, if you're worried you might be depressed, just go and see your doctor. Even if you can't get an appointment with your psychiatrist, because let's be real here, um, it's hard to get hold of them and often you don't see them for three months or six months unless you're really, really highly vulnerable and you've just come out of hospital. So go and see your GP, make a fuss or get someone to make a fuss on your behalf to your uh, psychiatrist, which is what I've done in the past. You know, just made a fuss. and said, I need to see him. I need to see someone now. I'm really ill. Uh, my medication's not working. I need help. So if you are at the early stages of sort of bipolar and or you haven't had a diagnosis yet or you've been discharged from mental health services, um, go and see your GP and most doctor's surgeries in the UK offer double appointments so 20 minutes rather than 10 which I think is really valuable when you're depressed because it gives you more time to explain how you're feeling and discuss the options I always make double appointments I always have done when I've been struggling with depression as soon as I realised I could because for me I find it difficult to express how I'm feeling when I'm very depressed and to get my point of view across and to be assertive about things And it means I won't feel rushed and pressured to explain everything in 10 minutes. And I won't get rushed out of the room when when I haven't really told them everything I need to. And take someone with you. If you're going to see your doctor, if you're going to see your psychiatrist, take someone with you that you trust. Because when you're depressed, often we don't take in information, like I've already said. Our concentration is shot and we just don't hear what's happening. Well, I've come out of appointments and just gone, what the hell did they say to me? And I've got a prescription in my hand and like, I don't know what they said. What? So yeah, take people with you. Someone you trust. Someone who's good at remembering things. So in later um, episodes, I'm going to talk about things we can do to help ourselves when we're depressed, to look at the triggers of depression. And I'm probably going to do an episode about alcohol and bipolar as well, because I think that's a major issue for a lot of us and not just alcohol addiction in general i really want to do an episode about that so that will probably be next next week if i can be asked to do a podcast (laughs) so that's it for this episode of living at the speed of light and yeah if you'd like to um leave a review that would be lovely get in touch with me if there's something you want me to cover that i haven't covered yet Of course, you can buy my book, Living at the Speed of Light. It's available everywhere, including bookshop.org. If you want to give money to uh, local bookshops, support your independent bookshops. You can go on Amazon if you want to. That's good for me in a way because, you know, you can leave me a nice review. Or you can leave me a review on Goodreads. Just send me a review and and make me feel happy. That would be lovely. You can connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Katie Connie Bear Writer or Twitter at Katie Connie Bear. 
Thank you so much for listening.